Downton Abbey. Mary was blackmailed about hooking up with Tony Gilliam in London, eh, but she took care of that because she's a boss now. Hughes and Carson, they agreed to get married finally because they're going to have a full marriage. And then Daisy ran her mouth off to a new landowner who may kick Mr. Mason off from his land. We'll see what happens with all that and more this week on the Lords of Grantham podcast. If you want to be my lover, you got to get with my friends. Make it last forever. Friendship never ends. If you want to be my lover, you have got to give. Taking is too easy, but that's the way it is. What you think about that? Now you know how And we're back. Yes, we are. We're back. Hopefully sounding a little more clear. Yeah, a little, a little patchy last week. Just a little bit. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, it always comes with the fact that we record through a mixer instead of uh, having tracks. Yeah. It's, it's all, you know, it's analog. More, it's, it's pretty much to, you know, put it in layman's terms, it's because it's a DIY operation that we have going on here. <laughs> and uh, we're making the best of it. I uh, hope you, uh, you're you okay with what's coming through here in terms of audio quality. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think. I mean, yeah, we're fine. Our I play, think we did fine. We're cut above a lot of other people. That's yeah, fine. Uh, gotta say, I was saying before. I mean, I love the fan love coming in. We keep getting more and more messages the close, closer we get to this movie with people catching up or rewatching Downton Abbey and just, you know, saying that they appreciate that there's a podcast there for all of Downton Abbey to listen to. Yeah, and it's funny because the people are listening in order, so a lot of them are emailing us as they listen to like season two, episode mm-hmm. five, and mm-hmm. they're like, "Oh, this podcast is really good." Yeah. Really great that this exists before the movie, good. but there. I said, just keep keep at it. Yeah, we we get better. And good thing we re-recorded that intro. And if you haven't checked it out, check it out. But yeah, we didn't even address that. Yeah, we uh we re-recorded the episode zero zero because what came earlier where we were talking about Paddington and Giamatti. That's good. That's fine. We we kind of settled all that stuff a while ago. Well, we settled Giamatti when Giamatti yeah. appeared. Right. We haven't settled getting Paddington on the phone to talk about Hugh Bonneville, but you know. It was time to re-record the intro for you know people to kind of reflect where we are now in terms of the podcast. If only we could timestamp it so it shows up. Yeah, I know. Back then, but whatever, you know. Yeah, but people, ha- if anyone is, li- it's funny because no one listening to this current episode mm-hmm. would have listened to the first season zero episode zero and stopped. I guess, and then yeah. <laughs> magically heard this. So we're right. we're talking to non-existent people here. Yeah, so. time is a flat circle. So thank you to all those people that are binging our podcast or yeah, you know, have been with us for a long time. We got a lot of them. Mm-hmm. And there's news that uh, a new Julian Fellow show is coming along. Oh yeah, that's right, another uh, one. Either later this year or next year, uh, called Bel- Belgravia. Belgravia. Mm-hmm. And hey, looks like it may be something we have to record. Yeah, we got to give a big up to our our pal Estelle in the Lords of Grantham Lounge on <laughs> Facebook for yeah. for sending us that link. Yeah. As always, that Lords of Grantham Lounge is accessible to anyone who's a Patreon subscriber. Yeah. So, I, I guess as we figure out what to do after down, I think we can just naturally pivot to just covering everything Julian Fellows related, maybe. Oh, boy. I don't know. I don't know. He's got a, a wide spread. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll still what about, about What about the Gilded Age? That's coming soon, It's true. Right? But when I think about these things, those are episodic weekly shows. Does that mean I have to come back to Connecticut every week to record a podcast? That's a lot for me. <laughs> That's true. Well, we could do <laughs> Downton Abbey wine tastings again. But I or, mean, as these shows are live on air, people are probably going to want reactions to that week's episode. Well, we'll have to cross that bridge when we get there. That's a that's a bridge, uh, London Bridge. Yeah, 
But until then, it's season six, episode two. We're in the thick of it. Yeah. Well, in the thick of it, as in a handful of characters that we thought we'd see a lot more of are not there. And such as? Branson is still gone. Yes, he's still Birdie out. is still... Yeah, no Birdie. Talbot. No Talbot. You know, the budget can only afford so much. I mean, they got the Drews back for this episode, and that, you know, I'm sure that cost a lot to get them back here. So <laughs> Heavy demand for those two actors. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. Well, maybe Mr. Drew. I feel like he, I could see him around on things. I think you would have if there was a high demand. I don't know. I feel like he's a chameleon kind of guy. Sure. Yeah. Well, well anyways, though, uh, what is going on this week, Dave? What is the, the, the big storylines? There's a lot going on, I feel like. Uh... Where do we start? The hospital stuff is still going on. Yes. So let's go from there. Sure. So as we said last week, an outside hospital or medical organization wants to buy out the Yorkshire or Downton, the village hospital, mm-hmm. and just sort of stamp their name on it like a university would. Or, yeah. you know, it happens all over the place. There's new x-ray machines to put in there to help people out with. Yeah. So... Isabel is all for it, for the advancement mm-hmm. of the technology, and the Dowager is all against it because right. she wants to protect what they've created. Yeah, wants to keep her name on the hospital and everything. It's it's a part of the the whole you know legacy of their family. Um, and a lot of this is falling on Robert to kind of make a decision, and both of them are making very good points because uh, he, he's very much a man of the legacy of, uh, of the Abbey, but at the same time, people do need better medical attention than what they have. Oh, yeah, there's no denying that. Yeah. And then who is it who makes a a comment? Oh, we can get a new x-ray machine, or maybe like Dr. Clarkson will learn how to use it. Yeah. It's yeah. like, is he incompetent? We've, we've discussed well, this I, in I, the I think, I think that's Merton suggesting that maybe Clarkson doesn't want that stuff in there because it'll kind of like, you know... Expose his flaws? Not expose his flaws, just, you know, illuminate that maybe he's not as up to speed as other doctors may be. You know, he's, he's out of time. Yeah, he's sort of a vil- village doctor. Same time, Lord Merton... Keeps reminding Isabel, I'm so happy to be on your side. <laughs> so happy. And I love the way Isabel's like, can we move on? Just like, no, it's not happening, dude. It's not but there's happening. there's still something there. Yeah. They're I, not friends. And I, I think Merton's actually coming, to me, I think he's a little bit more suave in this role where he's not being so forward and like pushing his intentions towards her. He's more, you know, they're working together in a way that makes it, you can see more of their chemistry. You know, mm-hmm. and I, I think mm-hmm. there's like, man, you should really reconsider Merton. Just forget about his horrible children. Yeah. This guy, he's a winner. He posted his own mail this episode. Yeah, he's Lady Mary's godfather. Clarkson ain't making the moves. No, he they're opposition now. But I don't know. Clarkson's kind of turning, though. He's a tweener at the moment. Because what is the grand plan? Isabel brings... Or uh, the dowager, she, she brings in um, Cora to come view the hospital, see how things are. And... It's just like, oh, wait, Cora's like, no, this place actually may need help. Like, she, she can't see the, the point in trying to retain this thing because there's a financial aspect to it where they're, they're having to maintain and pay for, you know, upkeep of this whole place mm-hmm. and everything. And it's like, well, we don't have to shoulder that burden if someone else started to come in. Like, it doesn't really make much sense. Yeah. I mean, and what I, I just don't understand what the legacy of a hospital is when a hospital's point is to help people. Right. I know the Dowager has her old ways and is very selfish. It's pride. It's all about the pride, brother. I don't know. I'm there I think it's it's difficult to not be on Isabel's side in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As they say, pride doesn't come into it. Um but yeah, Violet says, Well, you know, we, she can fight for it with the uh, Clarkson and Clarkson just says, 
I'm actually on the side of the village this time now. <laughs> like, it really, at the end of the day. So, yeah, maybe Clarkson's coming around. So, we'll see, Violet. You, you may be taking an L this time around. I don't know. We'll see. You know what I was I'm thinking? sure they'll meet in the middle. <laughs> hey, uh, however that song goes. <laughs> Why? Yeah. Anyways, let's, let's not go over that song. Uh, cut that. Uh, but the, the other thing, too, about this, though, is like... Um, with Violet taking an L, it's just that... She had a good season last season. Yeah. She had some good moments. Oh, no. You know the good thing about this episode, though? Is that no Sprat or Tanker for the first time in several episodes. I think Julian maybe didn't have an idea to do, what to do with them this week. I was so thankful to not have to deal with their shenanigans. It's been just annoying every time they've shown up in the That's past true. I like Sprat, though. Sprat's fine. He's a, he's a wet rag. He's a curmudgeon. He's a good curmudgeon. Yeah. He's probably sick at the hospital. I, but I was prefer, prefer, much. It was much more preferable than not having this time. It was fine. It was fine. Instead, we got the Drews. The Drews. Do you want to get into that? Yeah, let's get into. I mean, it's a lot feeding into that. So, Edith is struggling to manage this newspaper uh, because she has to deal with Mister Skinner, who's berating her when she goes to London. He, yep. He, he's just not happy. He's with yelling it. at her. Yeah, and, and, and he's screaming at her on the phone. Right before, yeah, and it's you know a different time period, so like you know they're just expected to take this, and Miss you know Aunt Rosman comes in there and she sees this and she's like, oh my gosh, like this is not good, Edith. I mean, she's a mother; she's got enough stress to deal with. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, she's trying to decide whether to stay in London and you know have to deal with this or not, and then the whole idea of living alone. And I thought they had like a little bit of a moment there. Rosman's just like, yeah, living alone, it's really nice. But it's hard to go back to living with someone after you've done that. And mm-hmm. I can attest to that. Tell me. Like, I I love living alone. <laughs> the thought of living with someone is just like, that's, that's, a, that's bathroom space. But doesn't she kind of have the lonely aspect where it's like... Edith? No, Rosamond, oh. where it's like, living alone is good until you've lived alone forever or something like that. I feel like Rosamond gets her, her share of, you know, men coming through and stuff like I that. I don't think so. Really? I get that sense. She seems like a woman of the night. <laughs> a what? <laughs> Remember when she got really upset at Edith for staying out late at, at well, Mr. She, Gregson? She, she knows of the stuff going on. She knows. So she's saying, like, I'm, it's cool if I do it. Yeah, I mean, she's Robert's sister. You see how Robert is a little bit of a, of a charmer? I could see that with Rosamond. Rosamond is not getting around. I, I Well, I'm maybe I'm giving her too much credit then, you know. But either way, she is lonely because, you know, she hasn't been able to lock down a man either way. Yeah. And, yeah, Edith, who's been perpetually lonely, she needs to lock down a man at some point. Perpetually lonely? I don't know if that, that's a Well, little... she had Gregson for a year and then was lonely thereafter. And then the aunt. Aunt. Sir Anthony. Oh, I mean, yeah, Sir Anthony. Yeah. She wasn't lonely when she was a, that old man. What a mess. Uh, So, yeah, well, that's going on for Edith. But compounding the matters is that the pig show is going on. The, what is It's like the, the fat. What do they call it? It's like just a... Like a fat show or something like that. Yeah, they want to. Well, they had. Strong, it's like, oh, it's not a big deal. It's just a a fat stock show. Yeah, they want to show they they got healthy, like well fed pigs. And in the what was it? Yeah, Mary had to meet with the the agent who uh, puts together the whole thing, and he was kind of shocked to see that Mary's running the show. And she's like, "We got a good was pig, Mister Finch." Yeah, Mister Finch. And she's like, "We got a good pig man. I know what we're doing." It's go see the pigs. Yeah. Go yeah, see yeah. the pigs. And they show the pigs later in the episode. Those are healthy looking pigs. I can see how they may win a stock show. Those, those look like good pigs to do I don't know what with exactly. 
as soon as as Mary said, "Let me go discuss it with our pig man," I was like, "Oh no!" Yeah, yeah. The pig man is back. I know. And well, Mrs. Pigman is back, too. Well, isn't Mr. Drew the Pigman? Yeah. I was yeah. not ready to see him. I don't want him around. Really? No. Oh, I like the Pigman. I like any visit with the pigs. My, the real true Pigman is Charles Blake. He, he is the ultimate Pigman. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there, there, no question on that one. Um, I did love the talk of Pigman again in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> anytime they bring it up, it's just like so ridiculous. This is so part of their world. Um, but it's funny. He came over to like... There's one reaction that Robert had to this, um, where the guy came over to discuss this event, and Robert says, "That seems rather small beer, you know, to <laughs> be talking about this." Uh, but anyways, Mary has the bright idea of bringing the children to go see the pigs because she doesn't know any better. She's the dumbest person in the house, as far as I feel like we did this as children, Dave. I feel like we were taken to see pigs at some point. Oh, I mean, we live in a suburban area. There's farms. There's zoos, yeah. and it was fun seeing the pigs. Oh, I always love seeing. I still like yeah. seeing animals. So I can understand why Mary may be confused that Edith is hesitant about letting Marigold visit. Oh yeah, the pigs. I mean, Mary's just dumb in the fact that everybody else figured out Marigold is Edith's baby, and yeah, Mary well, has not. I that crossed my mind this episode. Is Mary dumb? I think she has tunnel vision. Well, I, that's the one thing because it comes up where she they opened the episode that they got letters from Branson and Rose. And Branson wrote that they're opening a sales room, I guess, for wherever they sell cars. And Rose wrote that she's going to the Hamptons for the summer, and she may not come back to visit until August. We'll see. And Mary interprets that as, oh, she's, she's pregnant. To which Edith says, well, look at that. You take two and two, and you make 53. Yep. <laughs> and it's like, oh, yeah, maybe Mary, yeah, she has television. Yeah, maybe she's just, you know, she's still caught she up in She has no own. need to be book smart. In a yeah. lot of ways. Yeah, and I, I think that's kind of like, I, I feel like that's true to her character that I didn't realize before, that she may not be as learned as, as other characters. She's she not know, the sharpest tool in the show. Yeah, she knows how to navigate her around, around uh, her way around social pools, but in terms of brain smarts, maybe, yeah, I didn't realize I mean, that. they have everyone do the heavy lifting for them. They probably are like hobbyists with what they're smart about. Yeah. So Rich it, people. It's a little bit of her being, you know, self-involved, but also just, you know, not on all that, but... And yeah, maybe when it comes to genetics, she's not on top of that too, because she still can't piece together that Marigold <laughs> is Edith's child. Yeah. Even as we see the child being brought to Mrs. Drew and Mrs. Drew pining for this girl, and then Edith, you know, now and no wonder why Edith didn't want to bring her back there. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so what happens here, Dave? Mrs. Drew. Well, they go. Yeah. And they're like, "Well, this is." Uh, Mrs. Drew freaks out and. Uh, Starts like hugging and kissing little baby Marigold. Classic Mr. Drew's like, Miss Mary, Miss Drew won't be back for a while. And there she just shows up. Yep. And with, you know, just ready for the pigs. And then what is, how does it exactly play out? Does Robert is like, goes over and he's like, dude, you gotta, I don't want him. Yeah. After I don't this, want this awkward to encounter. A thing. Cora tells him to go over there. Cause she's like, this ain't going right. I don't know about this. And Mr. Drew's like, I got her on lockdown. Trust me. I got this. Mm hmm. <laughs> I don't got this. <laughs> I don't got this. So yeah. fast forward to the pig show. Yeah. Uh, Golden Empress wins. She she was a mighty fine looking pig. And uh, and again, I question, is this just like the flower show where they're throwing it to the, the abbey just because? The, it seems like there was a lot of admirers there that uh, Mary was walking around with the pig inside the... Well, yeah, people are, are happy to see Mary getting, getting down getting the dirty. dirty. Yeah. Getting dirty. Down in the dirt with the pigs. Um, 
Not too dirty, though. She, she looked like she was still pretty clean. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, the pig won. But Marigold went missing during that pig show. And then people start freaking out, and Mr. Drew's like, oh, boy. Yeah. I know where she is. Yeah, the car is gone. I know where it went. And there's Miss Marigold uh, with uh, Miss Drew. She's holding her because, according to Miss Drew, she was bored. The Marigold was bored at the pig show. Yep. And no one was paying attention to her. And look at me. Little does she know Edith is the only good parent at Downton. And little does she know that kids do enjoy being seeing pigs. Yeah. It's yeah. looking at animals. Yeah. So, yeah, Miss Drew is possessed with this child. And it's kind of a, a depressing ending for the Drews. Like, it really is like a depressing arc for all of them. Like, you know, they acknowledge that, like, you did a lot for our family. Robert says, like, you did a lot for our family, but you're going to have to leave. Well, he's like, I'll start looking for new work. Yeah. And then Robert's like, Drew just knows. I'm so sorry that we put you through this. Yeah. Yeah. And it's such Robert a sh- is such a, such a strangely realized adult now. <laughs> well, I mean, it's one of those things where you remember back in season four where Mr. Drew came to him like, I want to keep this land. It was my father's. This is like really important that I keep here. We've been here before Waterloo. And, and you know, he, he goes through the throws and he's like, okay, we'll, we'll leave you here. But then they put him through this torturous mess of marigold, which ends up forcing their hand to like move anyways. And it's just, he gets it. He gets it. It's a if, good, if only Edith just went to that flat in London, marigold would only be at Downton on weekends and holidays. I know. I know. Uh, but good bit of uh, Julian remembering the history between the characters and, yeah, good job on remembering continuity. <laughs> the show that us. you wrote, yeah, by yourself. Yeah, I hope Mr. Drew comes back, but I think that may be it. Yeah, I'm fine with him. We I like Mr. Drew. Mr. Drew. I, he's a good pig man. He raised, he raised a winner. That pig won. Yeah, what are they going to do? Golden Empress. I mean, what are they going to do now? Who's going to raise the pigs to win the next year's stock show? We'll find out. Are we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you, you, if you're promising what if that. that was Downton's big cook, like, <laughs> Julian's like, well, I, I came to learn that my biggest passion in this television show was who would be the pig man? <laughs> it's three seasons of pigs. <laughs> just Men? Just a documentary about Julian Fellow's <laughs> obsession with estates and their pigs. I'd watch that. I need to know who's in control of the swine. <laughs> yes. Uh, what else is going on upstairs? Uh, the hospital. I mean, I think Robert is kind of a... It's mostly a downstairs episode. Yeah, the hospital, the Mary stuff, the uh, Edith stuff, the pig show. Yeah. Um, but speaking of remembering the history of the show, so Anna and Bates, they still can't conceive. Things, things. Anna has is depressed, mopey. She's you know they've tried two or three times. It has not worked out any time. And yeah, she, they've they've only done it two or three times. Right. Mister Bates is like, I just want to try again. <laughs> yeah, one more time. Just let me. Um, okay, Bates. Uh, but Mary, Mary, even like almost speaking for Julian, you've been put through the ringer. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> Yeah, she has. You're a fan favorite who has had a really unfortunate couple seasons. <laughs> yeah, let's not make this happen again for a third one. So remembering how she's helped her with Pamuk and all those other times. I like that she laughs off Pamuk. Yeah. She's like, you even let, you even carried his feet down the hall. That dead <laughs> man. So please let me help you get an operation to potentially help you have a child, pretty much. She's offering to yeah, take Yeah, and again, to- continuity. She's like, remember with Matthew, I had to go into the London and get a little surgery done yeah we can i'm taking you let's do it let's it's a do big, it it's a celebration let's go yeah 
And she doesn't, and Anna doesn't tell Bates about this. She doesn't want to get his hopes up because as she, it's because as she tells Bates, he's a tribal man and he wants a, one of his own. That was such a strange thing. I've never heard a man called tribal outside of someone who lives in a tribe. I, I don't know what that, that, I mean, I know what that means. It's just a strange thing. Like, I guess Bates is a tribal man. <laughs> he's like, we can adopt. And she's like, you're tribal. You want to, you're going to want it to be your own kid. He's like, yeah, but what do you want? She's yeah. like, I see what you're saying. <laughs> these two, good couple. Strong couple of these two. <laughs> it's just really sturdy foundation. Uh, <laughs> Anna knew she was going full you know, tribal when she went with them, and she did it anyways. Uh, so, yeah, they're going to go. So after 12 weeks, this doctor can show up, do the surgery, and it's a stitch. He says it's a stitch on the inside, and she should be able to produce this baby. Great. Yeah, let's do it. We'll see what happens next week on yeah. Downton Abbey. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> uh, yeah, and that's, that's about right. And, then, and, and she comes back, and he says, you're full of the joys of spring. You're was, very bouncy. I was right about London. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Poor Bates. He just doesn't know any better. No, no. If if he had his uh, chance of, to do anything, he'd just disappear again because it would just make Anna happy probably he, he's in his a, mind. He's a very simple-minded man. <laughs> oh, for sure. He, he's, you know, he's like, just go be happy. Maybe this will make you. And he's like, aha, uh-huh, you're happy. <laughs> I, I, it's definitely, I think Julian is just like, when he doesn't know how to make it complicated, he just has the characters play dumb sometimes. Like, yeah, that's what we need in this situation. Just let them be dumb. Yeah, Bates <laughs> is essentially like a living mood ring when he doesn't have a pay <laughs> yes. plot. He's like, you're upset. <laughs> I know it. You know it. Yep. (laughs) And then Anna comes back. You're happy. (laughs) Yep. I feel it. On to the next plot. (laughs) What is he, a Jedi? No, he's uh, he's Mark and Mark. Feel it. Feel it. (laughs) Feel the vibration. Um, What else is going on? Mr. Mason is still potentially losing his land. Yep. And Daisy is really still upset about what went down. And she should be. Rightfully so. You messed up. You played yourself. And uh, so... What, what what is going on? There's a couple things going on here. I feel like uh, I, I watched this episode at the mechanic. <laughs> so, at the mechanic? Yes, I was at the me- getting my car r- tuned up. So okay. I was like watching it, and I was like 95% paying attention. But every time this Daisy stuff happens, I was so like disinterested. Yeah. <laughs> it's w- such a rinse repeat. Yeah, no, I think there's some progress in this episode. I disagree. Okay, well... Have at it. So she's still got exams to finish. Mm-hmm. Mosley gets them for her. Which is nice. You see Baxter and Mosley really inserting themselves in this situation to help out here. After so successfully helping Bates and Anna, they're going to fix those two. And it's like, Mosley and Baxter, when are you going to work on yourself? It's like an HGTV show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Helping <laughs> everyone downstairs. Fixing everybody else. Yeah, Baxter already helped Thomas too. They're just going, making the rounds of fixing everything downstairs. Uh, so there's that. But then there's also the matter of like, Daisy have to, has to make things okay with uh, upstairs, maybe. Maybe they can help Mr. Mason. Maybe mm-hmm. there's something that can be done. So, you know, she talks to Baxter. Can he put in a word with Cora? And so Baxter puts in a word with Cora. And then Robert walks in when she's getting, making the word. And then, you know, he's like, what's going on? And Cora's just like, well, you know, Baxter's suggesting maybe I should talk about, you know, Mr. Mason. Robert's like, no. Get out, Baxter. I got a wife to sleep with tonight. Bye-bye. I'm Robert Grantham. Oh. I don't think he, does. he definitely doesn't have that tone. Not at all. No, no, no. Uh, but it's like, I, I'm in the room now. Bye-bye, Baxter. It's nighttime. 
I'm in points my at the room. clock. I'm, I'm going to undress right. Also, he's thoroughly dressed, actually. So I don't know who's going to undress him. He can handle himself. <laughs> you not think? Bates. I don't Bates know. is at his cottage. Does Robert know how to undress himself? That'd be funny if it's. <laughs> I can't tie these shoes. Yeah, come on, Cora, help me out here. Uh, but yeah, no, Cora tells Baxter anyone can come talk to me. That's just who I am. I'm a nice person. So yeah, Daisy comes up to talk to Cora, and Cora gets an idea. She doesn't say what it is, but I think we can follow the logic here, right? Mm-hmm. Which is maybe. Hopefully, the Drews can leave. I think that's what's running through our mind. And then we can just move Mr. Mason to our land and everything will be okay. But is Mr. Mason a pig man? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. The, the, the fact is, as Daisy says, he has a full stock. They're all healthy. They're really good. Anyone would be lucky to have them. So you bet your bottom dollar that those pigs are going to be healthy. They're going to be really thick uh, next year. <laughs> <laughs> what, you, what? Those pigs are going to be thick as... Golden Empress is going to be... Oh, she's Golden Empress be might golden. be on the table at that point. She might be bacon for breakfast. Speaking of golden, you know, I thought about this a lot because I was writing down Marigold a lot in this episode. You think about Mary and her, Edith's daughter is Mary. How do you one-up Mary? You name your daughter Mary Gold. Gold. <laughs> you were thinking about this. <laughs> yeah. I just like the idea of you th- sitting around like, oh, man, I got it. I'm going to drop this bomb on the podcast. I was literally sitting on the train looking out the window as the trees passed by like, Marigold, oh my God. You figured it out. She is the apex predator. That's what Marigold's going to grow up to be. She's going to be Mary times 10. I think that's her destiny. She's going to be the predator? She's going to be <laughs> Apex predator. She, no. She's going to be the king on the top of the food chain? Yeah, she's the, she's the legend slayer. That's what she is. That's Marigold's she's gonna destiny. She's going to put down Mary? She's going <laughs> to yeah. punk Mary in the head? She's, she's, that's exactly what's going to happen. Anyways, back to what's going on. I think that's what Cora's plan is, either way, is maybe have Drew, uh, Drew move out. Mason takes over. That that seems Makes like... Makes sense. But Cora doesn't tell this to Daisy because she doesn't want to... You know, This is before uh, Drew agrees to move out and stuff, so... We'll see if it goes that direction. I don't know. I don't know. We're it's we're lined up for it. I'm just implying, yeah, that that seems what Julian may be implying. But I had no clue that Daisy was even having examinations. Right. I thought she had already passed that stuff. I thought she was just learning to learn for to for like enrichment. Right. But the suggestion here is that if she were to pass these exams, she can take care of Mr. Mason. And that's a big step. And how? <laughs> Cuz she's smarter. She's more learned. She's got the education. So whether or not she passes these tests. Yeah. She can do whatever she wants with Mr. Mason. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, I, I do like that she was passed uh, former exams, though, for Mosley to, like, learn, uh, you know, how to do it right, which is, like, a little sneaky, but, you know, it's legal. It's practice test. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was nice. That was nice of Mosley. I really like this Mosley and Baxter. This couple's going places. What? Baxter? And, yeah, okay. You think? They got, oh, yeah. I mean, hopefully. They're a good tag team. Hopefully, they're helping. for Mosley's sake. He's he has had a real good upward trajectory for sure. Like I told you, he would. Yeah, it just took a, a season and a half. To Sometimes get there. it takes time to get there. It took a long time to get there for Baxter. And, uh, I mean, uh, for Bates and Anna, it took a long time to get there. Three seasons or whatever. A, a bunch of seasons. But there's one a plot in this this storyline. We have we have another two oh, things. No, no, yeah, there is actually one. Yeah, other big thing. Budget cuts are still. A foot, so poor Tommy. Uh, t- attempting to make a baby face turn, Tom Barrow yeah. is like, Mister Carson. I just need to know if I should be looking, and then Carson's like, "No, how I've been looking." So Barrow takes that as like, they want me out of here, and yeah. everyone's like, 
No, not we're re- not really. We don't mind you. Although Andy doesn't want anything to do with them. Yeah, which is still. Did somebody put like put it in his head not to want to be around Barrow? Maybe I, or something. Like I, I get that sense. Like or maybe he's just maybe been through it before. Maybe he just knows. Yeah, like Pat Moore's like, can't you figure it out? He doesn't want to hang out with you. And, but but no, Pat Moore's alluding to more than that. Oh yeah, and, and Thomas is like, and I believe Thomas when he says, I ain't trying to do that. I'm just trying to have a friend. I'm watching me bowl by myself. <laughs> Bowl, oh, yeah, strike, and bowling. <laughs> that was such a good shot. Yeah, he nails it. He's like, "I'll show you what to do, Andy." And and he and is it me or does he do that with his bad hand? Doesn't it's his robotic hand? So, oh, he's got a supercharged hand. Where he just bowls strikes. Well, I mean, is it's not totally mangled. It's just a little messed up. He's got a glove on it though. So so Luke Skywalker's got a glove on. He's got a. Robot do you think hand. Luke Skywalker bowls uh, 100, oh, 300? Oh, absolutely. With that robot is? hand. I, I don't know. He'd be launching that thing. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess it's what should happen is Thomas just takes up a career in bowling. That uh, would I would watch <laughs> that. Just like a Downton ESPN. He's more accepted cricket in bowling. Games. I mean, he's a, he is a good athlete. We know he's great at cricket. Yeah, that's true. Tug, tug of war, right? That's true. But is he delicate, though? I don't think. I think Tom is a little little rough. It's suggested by this, uh, this oh, guy. Geez. He goes to interview. What a with. weird scene. This is the first time where I actually remembered anything that happened from this season because I remember this is like what a weird scene. I did not remember this. Uh, well, so Thomas gets put in his place. Uh, he goes in and uh, the guy says, "You know, I want you to drive. I want you to cook. I want you to clean. I want you to do everything. I want you to put put for me. You know, I want you to do everything." Okay. And Thomas is like, what? Like, he says, this is a job for a one-man band. <laughs> I'm a one-man band. I'm just one man. <laughs> uh, wrestling reference, people. We're not just singing randomly. Uh, uh, so uh, this guy, like, like for whatever reason, like, either sees right into Barrow's soul yeah. or is just a jerk. I think he's both. He puts him in his place so thoroughly. It's just like, why would I even consider you know having you? Pretty much, he's like, "Hey, what about your wife?" Yeah, Barrow's. Why like, are you still single? You're handsome. Yeah, and Barrow says he has a good line where he's like, "There's not too many butlers that are in relationships." Yeah, and he's like, I "It's mean, 1925, brother. <laughs> Get yourself like, a woman. What? You got something you got to tell? You got something you got to tell me? <laughs> 1925, <boy. laughs> last night, shit. <laughs> a lot of people from Louisiana just moved to Yorkshire. <laughs> and they're claiming them and the wives. Why don't you get yourself one of them wives? <laughs> and Barrow's like, or whatever. Well, no, Barrow in this scene is actually talking. He's very sheepish in this scene, the way he's talking. I feel like he doesn't want to he be exposed. He doesn't do himself any favors. He talks like a snake, like, yes, <laughs> I, I do these things. <laughs> is it a sling blade or something? No, he's more like... Like Macho Man a little bit. Well, yeah, I do. I do these. Like Jake, Jake Roberts. Yeah. <laughs> That's who it is. Uh, <laughs> how many butlers have wives? <laughs> do you want to see me <laughs> with a wife? Come and pick the doubt in there, be your year. <laughs> it's a little scary of a proposition, if you ask me. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so Barrow is waiting to see if he gets that job or not. I don't think he's getting the job. I don't think he's getting the job. I hope not. I can drive a little bit. I just like the idea that he can drive. Yeah. Like, all these people just can drive. There's, like, two cars that they can drive around. Right, right. It would be, I think, for the best for him to not get that job. But he's in a bad position now because Carson knows he's looking for a job, which is Well, not- Carson doesn't seem, like, disappointed that he's looking for a job. He's just sort yeah. of like, oh, you're actually 
doing it. Yeah. So Thomas is in a, he's in a pickle. He's in a real pickle. Yeah, sure. So we'll see. Uh, but the big plot, right? The big plot. Am I forgetting anything else other than the big plot? I don't think so. I think that's pretty much it. I think for the second week running, the biggest plot is between Hughes and Carson. They're, they're looking for a venue. Where where should they get married? Where should they have the reception at? Well, Robert ignorantly says that he they can do up the servants' hall. And then Edith and Mary exchange to look like, huh? Yeah, they yeah. agree for the first time. Yeah, go figure. Lone misstep from Robert in a while, I feel like. Uh, so Mary is just like, look, you can have the main hall here. We love you. We love you, but, you know, Carson. And, well, there's a problem with that, Mary. Hughes don't want it. Mm-mm. She wants to get married on her own terms, <laughs> which is by the schoolyard. <laughs> yeah. Down by the schoolyard. Give me what I want. <laughs> you know what? Give me what I want. Uh, but Carson, that's not what he wants. Well, he seems what he to really, be. What he really, wants. He doesn't seem to be, like, 100% either way. He just seems to want to make everybody happy. Literally, I think it literally is almost like a Spice Girl song where he's like, if you want to be my lover, you got to get with my friends. At the schoolyard. Yeah. To make it last forever. That's, was it? Friendship never ends? Yeah. 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 And it is pretty much that. That's literally the the chorus of the Spice Girls wannabe. So, you know, that's what's going on here in this episode. Do you really want to, Carson? Yeah. And I like Do you want to be Hughes' lover? <laughs> Carson is like. It's so weird because he serves this whole family. Yeah. But it's always about Lady Mary. It's like, oh, you're going to get married with Lady Mary there. It's like, well, yes. Yeah, and I thought that was funny the way they tee that up because Car- I thought it was funny how um, how Hughes is like, oh, you'll do anything for Mary, won't you? And I was like, I thought that was a weird bit of teasing on her part. Yeah, But then you see necessary. it come back around where like, oh, Mary wants to flex on, uh, on Hughes. She wants to be like, oh, we're going to marry here. And that's that because... The snow code said so. Uh, but Carson's just like, I, I can't, I don't know. I think he's doing a decent job of trying to play the middle. Yeah. But neither end is is down to, you know, budge, it seems. Right. And Hughes makes the most valid point of all, which is, look, this is my wedding, my way or the highway. I'll do it's things your, your way for yeah. 30 years. I like Carson's like, 30 years? He's like he's got. You think that dude's got another thirty years on the earth? I don't think so. No, he looks like he's got another good fifteen at least. Well, yeah. yeah, which is still enough time to give Hughes one. But the day. proposition of having things his way with Hughes, Arr! yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Full marriage. Who knows? Who knows? But uh, he's in a tricky, tricky place, and they don't really resolve it, right? Nope, not really. <laughs> so that's that, for, that's, that's about that. it. That's that. Uh, we do get Pat Moore asking if she needs to go buy a horseradish now instead of making it. Who knew she was still making horseradish? Why would you still be doing that? I don't know. How do you make horseradish? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> she buys the cans instead. But lucky them. They're getting the best horseradish, so good for them. Tofton's horseradish. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's they true. brought him back. Why not? Why not? That'd be great if they just like redshirted a lot of people and just like brought them back for one episode. They just, visit Pamuk's uh, gravestone for one episode. Yes. Why not? On one knee in India. But when is Talbot and Birdie and like all these other suitors that were teased out of last season going to show up again? What a weird position to put them in and be like, you know what? We don't need to talk about them for a while. Making people forget they yeah, exist. Not even talking about them. Yeah. Because I thought the agent was going to be like Talbot and it's like, nah. Nope. Nope. Well, I remember what he, how he winds up. It says how we get there. I forget. How you know? Yeah. Spoiler alert: He shows up again at some point. I think. Yeah. He's in, <laughs> He's the, in movie the movie trailer. poster and yeah. the trailer. 
But uh, what else is there to talk about this episode? Is there anything? I think that's really it. Yeah, it's a, we're back to forty-seven fifty-minute episodes. Which but it, is it's funny nice. because the 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 situation with Daisy and Cora felt like what we were saying last week, where you just got to fill time. Where it's yeah, like I, Baxter's like, let me talk first, then you talk. Yeah, it's like another scene just to but have the I same. I could beat. buy into those politics a little bit more, mm-hmm. and it gives Baxter something to do too, which is always nice. Yeah, sure. Especially you see, you see the relationship between them two after you know the whole revelation of the truth about her stealing stuff. Like they're they're in good ground. It's fine. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So any any was this a good episode? It was fine. I didn't yeah. love it or hate it. Yeah, it was, it's it, episode two. Exactly. Yeah, I, I agree on that. Any quotes that we're forgetting? Anything that we missed? Uh, yes, I sure. Well, in the way that we uh, always do. There's Mister. Where's that? It's Mister Bates is saying. Oh, there's a lot of weird stuff in that conversation. Where is it? You've married, and that means you'll never have to cry again. <laughs> what what marriage uh, uh, makes that a thing? Like you, you definitely cry after you get married. I'm 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 certain of that. We must be content as we are, which is easy for me. Sure, Bates. Sure. Yeah. So yeah. Dan, oh, to I- me, we are one person, and that person can't have children. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. That's a marriage, I guess. Is, why? Uh, that when Anna is all like down on her luck because she doesn't think she's gonna have kids, mm-hmm. he he's like, "I'd expect you to be wreathed in smiles." Have you seen Bates smile? It looks so pained every time. I don't know, man. Do you want to go through that? There's uh, a lot of you know Dowager Isabel quips and what have. There will you. be wigs on the green before we're done, says Isabel. Mm-hmm. And Martin agrees with that. Hell yeah. A home run episode for uh, Julian in terms of uh, in terms of uh, zingers. Yeah, Robert says, "I don't think the rules apply to Mama. She's a law unto herself." It's true. At the meeting that that they keep Cora away from to try to figure out a plan of attack, mm-hmm. they say Cousin Violet. Isabel says Cousin Violet would have kept the rest of us away if she could. And then Violet says, "Don't give me any ideas." Uh, yeah, yeah. Heyo. Yeah. And then Mr. Drew gives us uh, the facts of life by the end of the episode, which is we forget about emotion, and it can trip you up every time. Yeah, isn't that the as truth? they? Try- Why does he get the fade out? Because I think it was like a good character beat for him, and he's been around for a while. And like, sure, it was nice. I appreciate. It. Much as you may not like Mr. Drew, I like that. Uh, I like that moment. Mary says, "Don't be a ninny," to Edith. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then there's the line, "Where is it?" Oh, uh, Merton says to Isabel, if the family of the Abbey cut a finger, they go to London. Oh, yeah. That's a fair point. Wow. Because they need a, they need a hospital. Fired up. Yeah. All right. So speaking of fired up, let's get to these power rankings. Yeah. Who's down, Dave? Who's down? Number three, I have Tom Barrow. Sure. Interview was uh, not optimal. Yeah. Still, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. Ways to go, sure, yeah. Well, uh, number three, I have Carson. He's just not getting his way with this. Stuck wedding. in the middle. It's a real tricky spot that he's put well, in. Like, uh, like uh, Hugh says, he's where is that? Another line that I didn't read. It's like you've been, you've worked in this house, man and boy. Yes, yes, he has. He's man and boy. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, it's like what, the, more, like, maybe more boy than a man. You know, it's like the Tempest Edge song. 
you bl- you you messed with a, a man, not only a boy. <laughs> I never understood that lyric. <laughs> Over ten years ago, I still don't understand that lyric. Um, and he still sings it every time. He hasn't changed the it. He's not only a boy. Yeah. Uh, so Dave, who's the number two? Edith. She got yelled at by this guy. She's rough. Stu- you know, it's rough go. The Drew, Mrs. Drew, is is getting in her business trying to steal her baby. Yeah, that's fair. You know, she's she's got decisions to make. It's tough. Well, I had number uh, number two is Thomas because not only does he have a friend, but the whole prospect of finding a job when he doesn't want to look for a job and that what is out there isn't looking good for him, it's it's stressful. Yeah, the attempted baby face turn is a it's palpable, but it makes it all the more dramatic, I guess, or, or like the irony that he's you know becoming a better person, but it's just not being at what you know, cost? Yeah. yeah, exactly. It doesn't bring you any you know goodwill. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Number one, I got the Drews. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Yeah, it says you who just said that he deserves the fade out. Well, the pro- the thing is, in this final season, I, th- I thought about this because I almost did that, did that for him. But we're in the final season. There's only so much shakeup we can have in the power rankings. I can't spend my time on minor characters. I gotta give the down to a more character that could upset the whole swing of things. You know? Okay, so who do you got? It's Edith. She definitely had undeniably the worst week. She got berated know. by Mr. Skinner. Her child was stolen from her. She had to go through that whole trauma. Again. She's been Again. through it all in all. And still has to worry about Mary potentially, you know, taking her kid and wondering about living on her own. It's it's an existential time for uh for Edith. So she's had the worst week. The Drews wow, you're gaming the you're gaming the no, power rankings. No, I think it's more so the Drews hit a logical conclusion that was probably gonna come either way. You know, this is an inevitability. So it's like Thanos. You played the yourself. The truth are the Thanos. We already gave you your negative three for what this was going to happen anyway, so there you go. Sure. Yeah. So who do you have going up? Well, who do I got going up? I don't have the Drews going up. I know that much. Uh, I have Anna going up. Number she, three? She can have a baby. Wahoo. There we go. I have Isabel at number three. Cora's leaning on their side. Yeah. Logic might win this one instead of pride. Sure. That's fair. So who's number two? Mary. She won the pig contest. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Simple, I guess. I have yeah. Anna at number two. Baby. And Mr. Bates. <laughs> yeah. All his weird cryptic family talk and uh, he doesn't, tribal he, he nature. He just doesn't know how to talk about family. I just family. like the idea of Bates, they don't know how to talk about Bates being a, a tribal man. He's never like clan heavy. He's, Did he learn something in Africa? He seems what, like a nomad, War? if anything else. Well, he or, was in Africa in World War One. Maybe he learned something with the tribes down there. In World know. War One. <laughs> Wasn't he in World War One? No, World War One is Barrow got his hand Oh, that's shot. right. No, no. It was the African War. Wasn't there something Africa he was in? He was with with Robert in Africa, right? I think he blessed the rains down in Africa. <laughs> that was when base was down there. I could have swore he served time there. Sure. Okay. Well, so who's number one then? Uh, number one is Cora. Cora? This okay, is, she this is, is, is this is this is a good Cora. A plus level Cora. She is involved in three different plots and has the freaking flex maneuver in each of them. She is putting in the finisher in each of these plot lines. So she manages the Marigold deal. She's there to facilitate when Edith can't be there to keep Marigold away from the Jews so she doesn't just take her right there. Mm-hmm. You know, she has to be there and volunteers so you know no one has to speak up about, you know, oh, who cares if she goes over there because Mary's there to watch her. Like, no, it's good Cora's there. She's a big swing vote in the hospital towards putting things towards yep. Isabel's favor. And then she's working on helping Daisy towards helping Mr. Mason out. That's three different plot lines where Cora has the freaking sway. So, no, she is the A-plus. She's the apex predator this week. There's no <laughs> question. apex predators in your... I mean, Cora's got to set the example. 
So is Cora going to get put down by her gr- Mary Gold? No. When it's the time still gonna comes? It's going to be Mary. It's because Mary, yeah. Cause Ape, Le- Cor- you said the legend killer. Yeah. You got to kill all the legends. Cora's still building her legend. We'll see. <laughs> She'll be the dowager. There's no doubt point. Cora had the best week. I think Mary, Mary she, had the best week. Because well, her pigs. The pigs are good. That's pigs why she's number good. two. She ain't Cora. She got to learn from the apex predator and to she, be the predator. She played a big assist with. Uh, she she flexed on Anna saying, "I'm gonna get you for your fertility back." That's true. And by the way, I'm the boss. Because remember, Pamuk. Remember when you kept the birth remember control when device? I killed a man with my own. Woo-hoo, yeah, you know. But come on, it's Cora. It's Cora all the way. Because who who wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Cora? Mary wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Cora. <laughs> so then bring every episode, Isabel should be, or Violet should be the number one. Maybe, maybe, but not this week because Cora flicks on Isabel, so, you know, or on Violet. So there, sure. there you go. There you go. It all comes back around. All right. If that's yeah. what you think. Yeah. Maybe we'll get Branson back next week. <laughs> who knows? Who knows when he's coming? He's gonna, it's going to be a run-in. He's going to run into the mansion and something's going to happen. But uh, yeah, man. Thanks, Julian, for this great week. I don't. We just said it wasn't a great week episode. Well, thanks for having. A, a, I had fun talking about this episode. Sure, yeah, more fun than the hour plus episode. I think it's always a little easier to to wrap your head around everything in a shorter episode. Yeah, but I, I sent it to you, Dave. But I've been listening to this new Carly Rae Jepsen album, and there's a song there called Julian, and it's spelled different than Julian Fellows. It's with an E instead of an A. But I can't help but think of Julian Fellows when she says his name in the song every time, and it's just, yeah. Anyways, if you're if you're a fan, I listened to the album. I didn't. I was driving, so I wasn't. Oh, like, I think it's so, it's so much it. more forgettable than her previous albums. Still very much listenable. But sure, Julian Fellows. I just I, I don't know. I just, I just have him on the brain too much now. I just can't stop thinking about this dude and his work. You're sitting there going, Mary Gold, Gold. as I listened to Julian. <laughs> it all came together. It all came together. Wow. Yeah. So as always, if you like what you're listening to now, yeah. You want to give us some some dinero to thank us for what we do? Got that episode one, Star Wars Phantom Menace. Should uh, be up by the time that this episode airs. Otherwise, it'll be up shortly. Yeah. Just a matter of uploading it and all that stuff. Follow us on the Instagram, uh, Twitter. Yeah, reach out. Like Every time these people reach out, it's exciting for us. Love the fan love. Like we We can look at numbers on a screen and say, like, well, we're hitting these things. But the second somebody says... Like, really like what you're doing, or like, this is how far I am. Like, thanks for helping make it easy to catch up before the movie. Yeah. That kind of stuff is why we do this. Yeah. We may have an episode next week. We may not. We'll find out. I don't think we will. Okay. I got a busy schedule next weekend. Well. Aren't you recording an album soon? That's in a couple weeks. I'll have time to do okay. this. But I won't be. I don't know if I'll be around next weekend. Wow. Not coming home for Father's Day. I may come home for Father's Day. Do you want my schedule? No. Not on the air. <laughs> 